0: Hey everybody, Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Big 12 Podcast. Today it is the 9th of September 2022, and on today's show we are previewing the weekend of Big 12 football. I look at every single game happening for teams currently in the Big 12, and also those teams that are joining the Big 12 previews, a whole lot of discussion, talk of Texas-Alabama. Does Texas have a chance? Can Baylor get that big road win to kind of catapult their season? Can KU contend on the road? A whole lot of great games this week to talk about. That's coming up next on the show. You are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Once again, Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Big 12 Podcast So a couple things before we get going. Make sure you guys subscribe to the channel. We are less than 50 away from 2,000. We're making that subscriber push here till the end of October. I don't care, or end of September, excuse me. I don't care where the number ends up. We're going to get over 2,000 here pretty soon. I'm going to, let's just push this thing as far as we can and get the subscriptions up. You guys have been fantastic. Love the feedback, love the comments, everything. I always love engaging with you all. I actually like to mention a lot of the comments and I will today in today's show. So, you know, send your hate, your constructive criticism, your likes, your dislike, your thoughts about conference expansion, about certain games, about how much I talk about your teams, all that stuff you guys can send. Uh, and I love talking about it. Also uh, make sure you guys find us where you get your podcasts. And if you want to get in still on our CBS sports, pick them, there's still time to do it. You guys can join whenever. The group is called locked on big 12 on CBS sports. Just use the password big 12 B I G one, two, no space, no caps. And you guys can get in on the action. If you finish top three by the end of the season, you guys will get a prize pack free. It's free to play from uh, the folks here at locked on. So go head to head with us picking games against the spread. All right. So in week two is notoriously a really weak, weak, uh, W E A K uh, W E E K week, week. So it's interesting because the week one for us was really bad, right? For us in the Big 12, like we did not have very many good games. The backyard brawl was good. And then like the second best game we were looking at for the back after that was, you know, the uh, the TCU Colorado game was kind of like the best head-to-head game. I mean, I think in terms of like watchability, watching Spencer Sanders do what he did was probably the second most watchable thing that happened behind the backyard brawl. But this week, you're just absolutely loaded with games in every single time slot. I mean, from noon or from 11 o'clock Central Time, noon Eastern Time until 4, you have the Missouri-Kansas State game, which is interesting. Obviously, you have Alabama and Texas. So if you're a two-screener like me, those two games are the easy picks to go up on the two monitors. Then 4 o'clock, FS1 or the 3, three Central, we'll keep going Central Time, 3 Central, 4 Eastern. You've got Houston at Texas Tech. And then you've got Iowa state at Iowa. So those two games obviously are really important um, for both those, or all those teams not both those teams for all those teams in a variety of ways. And then at six o'clock you might have to throw on a third screen because that's when Kansas plays West Virginia at five central, six Eastern time, uh, seven o'clock Kent state against Oklahoma. I'm not sure you have to tune into a ton of that game, but obviously we here will be checking out some of it. And then at six 30, Uh, Central time, 730 Eastern, Arizona State at Oklahoma State, Tarleton goes to TCU at 7 Central, and then BYU and Baylor happens at 915 Central. So you're really just wall to wall today. And that's kind of expanding on what we've been talking about, about the Big 12's reach and really, you know, filling all these time zones now, time slots. We did a big discussion yesterday about time zones versus time slots. It's my belief that Brett, Yormark talked about a team in the fourth time zone. I know Utah's not there. Uh, Arizona is there temporarily because the way they observe daylight savings. Um, I understand that those teams aren't there, but I think more is about filling that fourth TV window, right? Yeah. The early window. you have The middle of the afternoon window. You have the seven o'clock, you know, prime time ish window. Then you have the late window. It's a four time windows. Really. We're talking about filling sporting, especially football content. That those are the four windows that we're really looking at here with that. Uh, all right. So without further ado, let's get on to the action this week. Now, a couple of games that kind of will not, you know, a TCU Tarleton, we have a TCU host, Steven Simcox. We're not going to touch a ton on, on that game. Uh, Oklahoma state, Arizona state, not going to do a ton of that. The reason being is that, uh, I did a full preview of this game with the folks over at locked on sun devil. So if you want a full preview of what ha- what's going to happen uh, between Oklahoma State and Arizona State. 20, 25 minutes, I think, I did with the folks over there. So go check that out. Locked on Sun Devils feed. We'll have a full preview of Oklahoma State AS- ASU. All right, uh, let's get after it here. So the first game I want to look at is obviously the big one. It is Texas hosting Alabama, 11 a.m. on Fox tomorrow. Now this game, you know, I've, I've written kind of everything down here. Uh, you know, I've got all my notes down here. So the folks who are like, Josh, why are you looking down? It's Cause I have my notes right here. Texas is seven and one all time in this series. It's the first time I've played, played since that 2009 season championship game that happened in 2010, Alabama. It's gone from 19 and a half to 20 and a half. It's awesome to see these two helmets play, right? It's awesome to see these two teams get together on the same field. I will say this though. This is like just not the time for Texas to be playing Alabama. Um, there are games that are like measuring stick games, and so I would say for for Texas, like Baylor's a really good measuring stick game because the way Baylor plays is that they're really tough on both fronts. And where do we want to ch- now? You know, they're not Will Anderson, Dallas Turner tough on every single front. But at the end of the year, when Baylor plays Texas, it works out in the schedule they're going to play at the end of the year. That's really nice that we're going to see that matchup because I think it'll be a good indicator of how far Texas has come, especially on the offensive line. This is just an ill-timed test, I think is, the, is kind of what I'm saying here. Quinn Ewers has barely played any football since what is, you know, I mean, he was injured part of his junior season. So, you know, he, he's he's really been off and on since then. Didn't play at OSU. Uh, has played one game now at Texas, and you're going up against, you know, the a generational defensive player in Will Turner, Will Turner, uh, Will Anderson, and his partner, uh, Dallas turned the other outside linebacker, not to mention they got pretty good interior in the front, too. So, I, and also, Will Anderson likes to play in, interior because he's uh, just an animal, and he's, you know, he said, Hey, uh, I like go up against guards because they're slower. Uh, Cole Kublick told us that the other day, just you're a maniac, Will Turner, Will Turner, uh, Will Anderson, we love you. Um, the, the, like the key for them is number one, get the ball to Bijan Robinson. He's the one player, he and Xavier Worthy are really the two players that are like the Alabama level talent. That's, that's happened in the field. Right. When you watch those those guys play, you say to yourself, oh, they could be playing on Alabama that uh, they can, they could be parts of what Alabama is doing. Um, Bijan Robinson, you know, for, for the first time in a while is not going to be the best player in the field, which is interesting, but he is Texas's best player. And so I've talked about not wanting to ride B. John Robinson a lot, uh, just, you know, as a precaution, but like, this is the game where you do it. If there was ever a time, if there was ever a place to just cut a guy like that loose, it's right here. Now the question is, can your line hold up? You know, I'm, I'm not sure, but not just hand him the football, get him the football in every single way possible. Uh, Get Xavier worthy the football in every single way possible. And also take care of that football. When Alabama wins turnover margin, they dominate. But here's the problem. It's safe to say that given where each team is, um, given where the quarterback situation is at Texas and the youth there, given the experience on Alabama's offense, and look, I know Texas defense has some experience, but you probably favor, you would favor, the Alabama defense to, to force more turnovers. And if that's the case, I don't see Texas covering in this game. Um, so, I, you know, do they have a chance? Like, sure, there's always a chance, you know, just going to be cliche. But if you look at strength against strength, you know, the Alabama defensive line going up against, uh, you know, Kelvin Banks, a freshman, and also Cole Hudson on the interior, who is a freshman. I mean, you don't really think about uh, that being a really fair fight. And it could be down It could be down the line. With all these guys in the NFL could be down the line, right? But right now it's not. And so that's why you have to give the advantage there. You know, we talk about quarterbacks who has the advantage well, Bryce Young has the advantage In any skill position. You might give the advantage to Texas because of B. John Robinson and because of Xavier worthy, but you wonder about the ability to get them foot, the football in places where they can make plays. So because of that, I'm going with uh, Alabama minus 20 and a half. And I think the key and we'll talk about this later on for, uh, for West Virginia when they play Kansas Um the key for Texas when UTSA comes to them next week. I think it's I think UTSA comes to them. Um, do not let Alabama beat you twice, right? Don't don't take a loss here, it's ugly, and then move on and not do well because you know of, of what happened in this game. So that's the key, I think, in my opinion. Because they're gonna lose. It's just a matter of don't let them beat you twice. All right, second game here. This is the game that I'm most uh, fired up about here on the weekend. Baylor against BYU. Baylor's just 2-1 in the series all the time. They got the win last year, 38-24, in a game that was not as close. That line has fluctuated from 3-3.5. Three to three and a half. Love this game for a variety of reasons. This is the first time that BYU, uh, or Baylor's gone to Provo since 1984. So a good look at what's going to become a rivalry game Well, not right well maybe rivalry game here in the big 12 conference obviously both these teams are coming in to the big one team's coming into the big 12 conference it's byu i've seen some really clever names for this rivalry i saw the altercation that somebody sent me or somebody tagged me in on twitter i thought that was absolutely hilarious um but as in terms of the game like my big question is this so i've learned i've leaned byu Really, since I saw this game on the schedule, the one thing I'm worried about is how healthy are Gunnar Romney and Puka Nakua? Those two guys, Gunnar Romney did not play last week, and Puka Nakua left the game last week. Uh, th- it's important that those two guys play because they are both terrific wide receivers. Uh, you know, both can both wide, and then Nakua's case can also run the football in some situations as well. But those two guys. Last season, combined for over 1,300 yards, nearly 1,400 yards, and nine touchdowns. They're going to need to be there for Jaron Hall in this game. I think they both play. It's just a matter. It, it sounds like it's going to be a game-time decision, but I mean, like, I think yet you kind of are careful with those guys last week in the hopes that they play. Uh, I'm just wondering how full go are they going to be. And I know that this defense for BYU is very experienced. The one question is, you know, it wasn't an awesome defense last year. It wasn't like it was the worst defense in the world, but it was not a really awesome defense. They were 51st in scoring defense, but 71st against the rush, 72nd against the pass, and 74th total. And so, you know, in in places like finishing drives, they were 86th. A lot of explosive plays, they were 80th. And in defensive efficiency, they were 114th. So these numbers tell us that while they have a lot of experience – It's not necessarily uh, the strength of this team. Good for them is uh, they're getting some experience back at linebacker, especially too. They bring back middle linebacker who went out in the third game last year. So BYU is in a spot this week where I think uh, for them on a difficult schedule, it's a game you'd like to see them win because they've got a lot of difficult games. For Baylor, I think as long as you keep this thing close, win or lose – You can use this as an experience to identify stuff that you can then turn forward. Like this is the best time that Baylor could be playing this team because they're so good up front on both sides. They just need to learn about the guys who are at the skill positions more. And the fact that they are able to do that in this really tough environment and test Blake Shapin's metal. This is an awesome test for them, a difficult test, but it's an awesome test. And it's not just about Blake Shapen. It's about those guys, you know, like Monterey Baldwin. We're going to see now coming on for them at wide receiver and at running back. I mean, it's a lot of young guys. It's not just about their young quarterback. It's not a Texas situation, where the quarterback's new and everybody else, you know, has been around for a long time. You know, you're thinking about a lot of these guys, like Tavik Williams, right? Kind of the new featured back for them. Monterey Baldwin at wide receiver. Hal Presley at wide receiver. You know, Ben Sims is really, you know, the guy you think about who's been around for the longest time in terms of the skill position players that they have. A lot of these guys also are going to have to learn in an environment like this. So I think because of that, I mean, I've wavered back and forth in this game, but I'll take BYU minus three because they're at home. Um, But I, I wouldn't go much above that. And this is a really difficult game to project because of, you know, I think both these teams are really good. I think the advantage of being at home is huge. And I'm not sure about those BYU wide receivers. I do think the offenses will be working at peak efficiency in this game. So I expect a, I expect them to go over the, I think it's like 54 is like the total right now. I expect them to go over that. I expect a really fun offensive game uh, in this one. All right. The next game we are going to Texas Tech is hosting number 25 Houston. This line I've seen at two and a half. I've seen it at three and a half, three and a half from our folks at bet online. Of course, there is vacuuming happening in my house while I am recording. Um, I am expecting Texas Tech to come into this game and really, not hold anything back, right? This is not a game three o'clock Central Time on FS1. Don't hold anything back if if you are a Texas Tech, like like empty the tank right here. Do what you did last week, right? They showed a lot last week. Uh, keep that rolling. I don't think it matters, you know. This is the this is the nice thing about all their quarterback depth. Like it doesn't really seem to matter who's playing quarterback for them right now. This offense can hum, and a lot of credit is to Zach Hitley for that. For Houston on their side of things. They just didn't run the football very well last week. And that's where the loss of McCaskill, their awesome running back, uh, you know, is going to affect them. And, and we talked with Kevin Aschenfelder, the voice of the Houston Cougars uh, earlier in the offseason, we did our preview. And he said, look, I think they have guys back there that they can use to help out in that category. But for them, uh, you know, to, to lose that at running back. And if they think Tazan Henry will be a really good guy for them there, but he wasn't last week. And so I think more is going to fall on the wide receivers. Keyshawn Carter and uh, Nathaniel Dell is a spectacular player when they go on the road uh this week. I think the one benefit too, is they just played a really difficult road game and Look, they they took a lot of crap for the way that they played. The fact that they they didn't play very well, but they pulled out a win. I actually thought that showed a lot of character for them. I actually thought it was a positive thing that they were able to go onto the road and win that game, uh, and, and you know, a game that they were down in. The fact that they were able to come back and win and then hang around in the overtime and get the stops, they needed and get the win. You, know, you might say it was luck, but they played a really good UTSA program. So I don't think this Houston team. Is as good as the Cincinnati teams that I've been comparing them to. Uh, the Cincinnati team I compared them to, um, I think their schedule sets up really nicely. But they've gotten two stiff tests early on. This is another stiff test they're getting here early on. I expect them to come out and look a bit sharper. I'm, I'm you know, this this is a game that'll test that front though. Last year for Texas Tech, I mean, last year when we watched a team like a Zach uh, TCU and Zach Evans, they ran all over uh, Texas Tech, right? Well, is Houston going to try to reestablish the run in this game in a way they couldn't against UTSA? And with that, you know, will they be, will they have some success? Can they get some balance on the offense? We've heard a lot of good things about this Texas Tech defense, but how good is it? Really, I think this will be a good test for them. I'm going to take the points. I'm going to take three. I like the hook. The hook is a really extra nice, nice piece that I like. This game was close last year. Texas Tech had that massive second-half comeback. I think Houston this week goes on the road once again and gets themselves another win. I think it's a close game. I think it's a fun game. I think Houston's defense plays better than it did last week. Uh, the results might not be as good because you're playing against a really good offense, but I think Texas, uh, for Houston, they know that it's all about getting after the quarterback. Can they get after Donovan Smith? Can they make him uncomfortable? Get out of the pocket. Now it's a guy who can move a little bit. But can they force him to make some mistakes and get, get some big takeaways and cash those in? And veteran quarterback Clayton Tune's gonna have to be on on the ball when he's on the road as well. But this game's really interesting. Houston obviously wants to make an impact when it comes to being you know the new dog on the block, the new kids on the block in the state of Texas in the Big Twelve. It starts with games like last year's game against uh, you know Texas Tech where they lost at NRG. It continues with games like this. They want to be a power in Texas. I think they have a chance to be a power in Texas, but they need to win games like this to kind of build themselves up. Dana Holgerson and crew have a big win three central on FS1. I'm going with the Cougs plus the three and a half. I, I, I suspect this one to be really close. Uh, that's just my opinion on this one. All right, quick word from our sponsors. Today's show is brought to you by Bet Online and BetOnline.net. BetOnline is your number one source for all your pro and college football needs. Um, Follow the latest information, developments, game matchups, news, podcasts, and more. BetOnline has more than just pro and college football. They've got F1. They've got NASCAR. They've got soccer. They've got baseball. They've got all these awesome props. Uh, Go check out the props they have for every single sport, guys. They've got some really original stuff over there at BetOnline and BetOnline.net. BetOnline, it is where the game starts. Cyhawk trophy. This one, uh, Iowa state at Iowa three and a half, another three and a half point spread. You know, it's crazy. The the last three games that we've looked at, uh, BYU Baylor, Houston, Texas tech, Iowa state, Iowa have had spreads that have jumped between three, three and a half four and like two and a half. So a lot of these contests that we've been discussing here are expected to be very close. This one, We've made fun of Iowa all week because of their offense, right? The one thing that we have not – we've kind of failed to mention this is the Iowa defense looked just as good as ever last week. I mean, they scored twice, right? They scored more than the offense did. And what happened last year when the Hawk game occurred? Well, Iowa didn't win that game. Iowa State beat themselves. And the question is, will that happen again? And I think the answer might be yes. The fact that Iowa State has a you know young quarterback and Hunter Deckers there. Got some experienced guys, but they've got, you know, obviously kind of a young offensive uh, group that we're talking about, the new running backs who are coming in. I know some of them have played, but never really started, much like Hunter Deckers. Xavier Hutchinson's a veteran to have, so you'll be leading on him this game, but I'm sure they'll be keying in on him. We saw last week three touchdown catches, and we know they wanted to get him involved. So I think this is a battle for field position in this game. I think it's just a back-and-forth war of attrition in this game. Uh, You know, I I think Iowa State's defense will have a lot of success. I think Spencer Petras is awful. I don't know why he keeps starting. I hate to slander the kid, but the performances have not been very good. I think Brian Ferentz should know better, and they keep just trotting out the same stuff over and over again. But in a game that Matt Campbell's never won, do I expect him with a newer quarterback, and look, if Hunter Deckers wins this game, I, I, my opinion of him is going to change completely because this is a guy that is an Iowa guy. He grew up rooting for the Iowa Hawkeyes. He grew up being a fan of that team. And what becomes really interesting is that, you know, he goes to Iowa State, and so now he's playing. He'll get on the field in this game uh, on the road in Iowa City for the first time in the Hawk. game. I mean, that's a really difficult spot for a guy who understands the magnitude of his rivalry, understands the magnitude of this game, it's a difficult step, man. That's a really difficult step for him to come in and automatically have to do something like this. So I think that I, I'll take Iowa State. I'll lay the, or excuse me, Iowa. I'll lay the three and a half. I don't feel good about it, but I, I just think that Iowa is going to be able to control the pace of this game. and Their defense will have some success. And look, it might not take like three turnovers. It might just take one or two to cost you in what could be a really really close game. That's probably gonna be decided by net potting yards. Uh, whoever has the advantage in that category might win this next game, Missouri and Kansas state seven and a half, eleven o'clock on eight on ESPN two. Um, this is an old school big 12 game, or at least recent version of the big 12, big 12 game. It's nice to see this one is coming back. Uh, you know, I know a lot of stuff has been made this week about the Kansas state band situation, yelling FKU look, as a Missouri graduate, I'm not gonna not gonna say uh, I'm upset about the F K U stuff. All right, it's not a no. I'm kidding. Uh, you know, whatever happens happens. There that situation. I know it's rustled some feathers over there with the folks at Kansas State. But this game to me is: Can Missouri put the same offensive pressure on Kansas State that they put on Louisiana Tech? Probably not, because the defense is better. But can they put enough on to where we're asking Kansas State to score with the Tigers? in this game because look whether they're hiding it last week or it was it was you know uh it just happened the passing offense did not look prolific enough it did not look like they could hit big plays Louisiana Tech hit one big play against Mizzou last week would Kansas State even be throwing the ball downfield enough to make that happen we know they have a playmaker in the passing game in Malik Knowles we know Philip Brooks is there too we know Malik Knowles is a home run hitter who's got that ability in both kind of you know the, the the side-to-side running game and also the vertical passing game as well, as well as the special teams. He's got it all. Can they use that explosive playability to get scores? Can Adrian Martinez help them push the ball downfield? The one thing that improved last week that I'm sure Kansas State's going to want to check is that Missouri run defense. It was really bad last season. Missouri's run defense was horrible last year uh, under Steve Wilkes. It's changed. It's gotten a facelift. It looked a lot better in week one. We'll see if it's any better here in week two because Deuce Vaughn will test that. Sometimes your run defense can be better. It just might not matter because of how good Deuce Vaughn is. So I think they're going to push on that early, use Martinez in the run game early, see if Missouri get Missouri's line moving some, and then we'll see if they try to hit any deep shots. The guy to watch for the Missouri Tigers is number three, Luther Burden, the number three player in all of college football from St. Louis decides to go to Missouri, scored twice, at least twice last week. That's a guy who's trying to get the football. Kansas State's game plan has to be centered around getting him. We'll see who's got him in the nickel. It actually could be uh, Sean Robinson, who I know has played some, gone from safety and played some nickel for Kansas State. Will he be the guy who's kind of running back and forth, tracking Luther Burden? You're going to need speed. You're going to need speed to track down that guy. I think he's a big player. In this game, so Adrian Martinez down the field, and then also, what does Kansas State's defense do to to stop number three? First road start for Brady Cook, so that is an advantage. I think the Missouri Tigers will cover seven and a half. I think Kansas State wins the game. You don't think about Kansas State blowing out teams, you about them win, kind of winning tighter, closer games. So I'm gonna go with the Tigers plus the points. I think Kansas State here gets the win. All right, some more games here. Kansas in West Virginia. I have my Mountaineer shirt on today. Support uh, the folks uh, there. Look, the question I have here for for, Kansas, uh, for West Virginia, uh, 5 o'clock Central Time game on ESPN Plus, 12 and a half point spread in this one. Will West Virginia let Pitt beat them twice? The good news, they've had like nine days off, right? So I'm, I'm sure those guys, what is it? Uh, yeah, I mean, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah, so you've had eight days off. Um, since your loss to West Virginia, you get to go home a night game at Milan Pusker stadium and you get Kansas coming to town who I actually think is kind of the right game right now, right? KU looked really good last week. They looked very good last week, but um, that being said, West Virginia showed the ability to move the football, even though it's kind of, you know, a variety of ways, right? I'm interested to see how the CJ Donaldson run game looks. You know, I had some questions about how sustainable that was going to be. All right. Which is, I think a totally fair question. So um, we'll see what that looks like. Can I get Tony Mathis going on the ground and can they stop the run in this game? That is going to be a huge key for West Virginia. We know that, uh, you know, Devin Neal is the strength of this offense. We know Jalen Daniels is also one of the strengths of this offense. So can you in the running game, stop those guys? Obviously Kai Thomas is back there as well, but Pitt did not have much success running the football. They tried, but you know, you take out Slovis, uh, you know, with the sacks and whatnot. I mean, he lost 20 yards on the ground in this game. Uh, They ran for 99 yards on over 30 plus or 90 some yards, basically on 30 plus carries. And they did run for three touchdowns. Pitt did. But it wasn't like that you know that was the strength of the offense. I mean, they got some big plays in that game, but they' were running for three three touchdowns. It wasn't like they were hitting a bunch of explosive plays on the ground. West Virginia did a pretty good job generally speaking against the run in that game. Can they do the same against KU? I, I think it'll be a motivated West Virginia group, especially at night. Um, I think Kansas will hang around. I don't think they get the win though. I, I think they I don't think they'll get the win. I think West Virginia can extend this thing late. I don't feel good about 12 and a half. I don't feel good about 12 and a half, but I'm actually fired up for this game. It's the first conference game of the season. And I think it's a really nice test for Kansas. Kansas played West Virginia close last year. I mean, you look at the Kansas, the last few games they've been playing, man, like Texas, they get the win. They push TCU. They push West Virginia. They get a win against Tennessee Tech by a lot, which they should. And now this game, I like this game for KU just as as a good measuring stick, right? A road opportunity. See where you stack up on the road against a I think was a, a decent West Virginia team West Virginia though if they want to go bowling, man like this is the game you have to win I just think this line is evidence of the fact that like Kansas is no longer a pushover at all 12 and a half for KU on the road we've seen much larger spreads of them in conference so I think that's how I think that tells you more about Kansas and does about West Virginia I don't think we should discredit West Virginia uh Kent State versus Oklahoma, Oklahoma uh, Kent State decided to play they're they're to play like the toughest non-conference schedule ever. So God love them. Oh, uh, you six o'clock ESPN plus not going to say much here. Um, Sooners should be able to handle the business in this game. Arizona state versus Oklahoma state. Once again, I'm going to cycle you people over to locked on sun devils for that full preview It was very good. I enjoyed it. Um, but like not going to spend any time on this game because it, I just, I did 25 minutes on it and you guys can find that and you guys will enjoy it over at locked on sun devils. Tarleton Tate and TCU. I'm sure Steven Simcox over at locked on Horn frogs. Has this one covered as well. Just a note with this game, uh, TCU sounds like it's going to be Max Duggan at quarterback. Chandler Morris sounds week to week after this week, so that is good news uh, in that situation. But You should handle Tarleton State no matter who is out there. All right, a couple other games from the teams joining the Big 12. Louisville at UCF, 6.5 points spread, 6.30 uh, on ESPN for this one tonight. It's on Friday night, all right? Uh, so UCF is, uh, UCF fans got mad at me last week. Look, fellas, friends, ladies, whoever it is talking to me. Y'all played South Carolina State. Like, I'm not going to dial into that game. So I'm taking the folks about what happened. I'm not going to dial into that game. This one is my full attention. Friday night by itself. I'm watching wire to wire UCF tonight, folks. I'm, I'm, I'm fired up for it. Fired up to see what Gus Malzahn and John Rice Plumley have cooked up tonight. I will say this. Uh, the one thing that uh, I heard this with the cover three podcast is that teams that lose on the road, I think uh, in week one, they have a road game in week two. They're horrible against the spread. So I'm going with UCF in this game and finally excited to get a chance to get my full first look at them. Kennesaw state and Cincinnati two o'clock on ESPN plus this one is on Saturday uh, Cincinnati looking to rebound in this game. Curious if like Ben Bryant's really the full long-term option for them. A lot of that stuff came in garbage time. Uh, a lot of the points, not garbage time, but like a lot of the points stuff, you know, I was happy with the performance last week. I, I will say that. Um, you just think for them, like, is there a better option than a quarterback? Uh, and, and I think that's something that, that we talked about with Alex Frank. But Evan Prater, the sophomore, has been the guy that looked a little bit more talented at times. I know he got into the game last week, but I'm wondering if they're going to force the issue and maybe go with him some more. I, I think he'll get the chance to play some in this game. You just hope that it's a, a decent amount. So, you know, just to get a good look at him and maybe ramp him up in case there is a certain point um, where you want to get after him or you want to put him out there later on in the year. All right. That will do it for today's show. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at uh, Josh neighbors underscore find the show at L O big 12. Find us for future podcast and on YouTube as well. Make sure you guys subscribe. We'll be back uh, on Sunday with a wrap up of all the action and also want to note to you all the college ball playoff stuff is happening this week and talking about a calendar um like it's just expanding that part of the calendar in december right uh not the 365 day calendar but the calendar in december what does that look like for the college ball playoff that's being discussed today so we'll have more news on that next week all right my friends as always till next time stay safe